Well, good morning. I'm Tommy Green. I'm one of the pastors here at Centerpoint. And what you just watched was a little video of Wetumpka, or Wetumpka site. And John is over in Wetumpka today. They are having a grand opening, opening of their uh, new facility there that the Lord has provided for them. Very exciting time for them. And, you know, as other believers, we celebrate their victories. And so I'm so excited about what God is doing. Well, today we're going to continue on in the series more. As a matter of fact, inside your um, bulletin, you're going to find an outline entitled, Hearing God is More Important Than We Think. And as we talk about hearing God, it's interesting that we're talking about this this week because there's some people in the media who believe that it's one thing to talk to God, but it's another thing that if God talks back to you. matter of fact, you're kind of like certified crazy. Well, consider me certified crazy because I believe we have a loving God who wants to speak to us. And hearing his voice is the most important skill that any of us can have as believers. So before we get started this morning, I want to have a word of prayer, and we're going to jump into today's message. Father, we just want to come before you today, and Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to come and to worship you. Lord, it is good when your uh, family gathers together to lift up your name. Lord, it is wonderful, and it is right. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in Wetumpka. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing here in Prattville. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing here in the River Region. Today, Lord, as we open up your word, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us. Lord, we pray that, Lord God, that it would challenge us, that it would change us, that it would motivate us uh, to the things that you, uh, you've called us to. So, Father, we just pray that you uh, would be honored in everything we say and everything we do today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, what took you so long? I mean, is you like pulling double duty today there's or lots, what? There's lots of wires. Lots of wires there. So. Hey, this morning I've asked my wife, Shelly, um, a worship leader here in Prattville, to uh, join me in today's message. And the reason is, is because when I was going over the outline with her, she started saying a lot better, a lot more better stuff than I was saying. I said, well, why don't you just come up and join with me? Because hearing God's important to you. Yes, it's I'm, very important. I mean, it's something that you live and something you strive for on, on a regular basis. So point one on your outline states this. God desires for us to know him more than he desires for us to know about him. And there's a difference. There's a difference in knowing someone, about someone and knowing them. Matter of fact, before you and I really got to know each other, before we started dating, I knew a lot about you. I had uh, seen you and I, I knew some of your friends, and so I asked lots of questions. I knew what you liked, and I knew what kind of music you liked. I knew that you didn't have a boyfriend. Um, I, knew some things, I knew some things about you, but I didn't know you. Not until we began to spend time and we started going on dates and we started talking did we get to know one another? And um, I'm glad we did. So it's, it's important. Yeah, but God wants to be known, uh, not just known about. And there's a, a quote that I heard that really impacted my life. And it said that God is a person to be known, not a philosophy to be memorized. And I think a lot of us who've grown up in uh, the church, you know, sometimes it's easy to get to that place where God becomes a list of rules. God becomes a way of life, um, a guide that we kind of go by, but not actually a person that we're interacting with. So I think that's important to remember that. Well, I remember when it became real to me, and it's, it's my life verse is Ephesians 3.19, but I'm going to read 17 through 19. It says, Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. May you know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. There is a knowing God 
and knowing his love that surpasses the knowing about his love and knowing about him. And, you know, to really get to know someone, there's two key components in every relationship. It is trust and it is communication. And we're talking about trust, about surrendering to God. The truth is, you didn't trust me real well when we first got to know each other, did you? It takes me a little while. Yeah, it takes you a little while. (laughs) But as you got to know me, you got to know my heart, you got to know what an amazing amazing guy I was, um, you begin to to trust me, and that really began to deepen our relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's how it is with God. If we're ever going to surrender our lives to Jesus, we have to get to know him. Because as you get to know him, you realize how good he is, how kind he is, how much he's for us. And the more you realize about who he is, the more you're willing to give your life to him. And so it's so important to do that. Revelations 3.20 says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. I want you to hear God's heart. I'm knocking. Here I am. I'm standing at the door of your heart. I'm, I'm standing. I'm knocking. All I'm asking is you to invite me in so I can come in and talk to you as a friend. God wants to be your friend. God wants to be my friend. That's such a a powerful thing. And here's a note on your outline. God desires to speak to us even more than we desire to hear from him. Shelly, you believe that, right? You believe that God, Mm -hmm. God not only has the ability to speak to you, which makes you crazy like me, but that he wants to talk to you. I do believe that, but for a long time, I didn't believe it. Um, There was a season in my life where it seemed like everybody around me was hearing from God, except for me. And it was like, okay, what's wrong with me? I felt flawed. Um, I wondered, okay, do I just not know enough? Am I not spiritual enough? Am I not good enough? Why why are all these people hearing from God? And Lord is like, there is nothing. And um, the more that I began to get in his word, he began to reveal how much he loves me. And it changed me. And I began to understand how simple hearing his voice really is. Because I think sometimes, y'all, we just overcomplicate hearing God's voice. We make it into this spooky, mysterious thing when it's really pretty simple. And the other thing is I wasn't asking to hear God's voice. The Word of God talks about seeking Him and hearing from Him. I wasn't seeking. I wasn't looking for it. And, you know, in this room right now, there are a lot of different frequencies going on. And if we had the right antenna, we could pick up conversations. We could listen to radio stations. We could hear a lot of different things. It's the same way with the Word of God and with the voice of God, being able to position our hearts in such a way that we can receive so two key components for you were the fact that you asked. You begin to ask begin God, to ask, and you yeah. begin to learn some skills and some tools mm-hmm. of how to actually keep your antenna up to actually begin to hear God. Listen to what Jeremiah 33 says about that. It says, call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. That's God speaking. He says, call out to me, ask me, and I will show you. I'm just waiting to be asked. Job 33, 14 says, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. And Psalms 25, 14 says, There is a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promise. I think there's a real key in that, that um, phrase in that scripture, a private place. It's really difficult to hear from the Lord if we're distracted. If we have our cell phone going off, if we're thro- scrolling through Facebook, Father, would you just speak to me today? We got to put the phone down. <laughs> 
we got to put it on silent. We got to put it in another room. We've got to um, get away from um, distractions, from the television, from people. I mean, there's times where I have to go in my room and shut the door and tell everybody, I need this time with the Lord right now. It's kind of like having a conversation with me, right? You hate when we go somewhere and we're having um, a conversation and there's a TV on, right? Yes. Because. Or a phone. I'm a man. I mean, it's like. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not listening to me. What, and then she asked that question, what did I say? Um, and then you're caught. You're beautiful. And that's kind of how it is with God. We get so many distractions in our lives that sometimes we don't take the time to really just be still before him. Here's point two on your, on your outline. Having a relationship with God and hearing his voice is life-giving. It makes you come alive. I mean, think about this for a second. How did God create every human? How did God create all living things on the earth? He spoke. And when he spoke, life began. His very nature of his voice is that it gives life. Listen to what John 10.10 says in the Passion Translation. He says, I have come to give you more than you expected. Life in its fullness until you overflow. That's God's desire for your life. It's to give you more than you ever expected out of this life. To give you more joy to give you more peace, to give you more purpose because of his voice, because of what he desires for you. John six sixty three says, the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. Shelly, you believe this? I do believe that. You know, when God speaks to me, he affirms who I am as his child, and he also affirms my purpose. And I've seen this recently with my son, Ethan. A couple years ago, um, we were in Montgomery at a Christmas program at a church, and they finished... And it was great, and uh, we were about to leave, and I felt this little tug on my sleeve, so I bent down, and he got up in my ear, and he said, Mama, I feel like God's telling me I need to go pray for that man. And I said, well, let's go. And so we walked up to him, and I said, Sir, my son feels like the Lord was, was just wanting him to pray for you. Is there some way he can pray for you? And the guy got tears in his eyes, and he said, Yeah, you can pray for my grandkids. He said, My biggest prayer right now is that they would serve the Lord all the days of their, of their lives. So he named a couple of things, and so Ethan knelt down and put his hand on the guy and prayed for him, and that was it, and we were walking out of the church to the parking lot, and I was holding his hand, and a few minutes later, I felt this little tug on my sleeve again, and so I bent down, and he said, Mama, I think I get it now. I think I know what you're talking about, about how God speaks to you. Like, I think I understand that now. And it's amazing, because every, ever since that time, when I go to tuck Ethan in at bed, he, he literally says, Daddy, how can I pray for you? And then he asks the question, then he says this, says, God, I want to, I want God to give me more God assignments. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So our kids are kind of leading us. They're leading yeah. us. In a couple years, or last, actually this summer, I've shared this before, but this summer we went on vacation and we went into the store to, to get something while we were on vacation. And, and literally there's this lady out, outside and she's on the phone and she's kind of disgruntled and she's talking real loud and where all the customers can hear. And I really got a little bit ticked off about it. And I was, I was kind of frustrated with her. We went in, got our stuff, and we came to the checkout. She was the one that was checking us out. And as we left, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and says, I want you to bless her. And so I went back to the car, and as a family, we gathered around, and, and we began to pray for her. And we said, Lord, what do you want us to do? And we felt as a family that the Lord wanted us to bless her financially and to pray for her. And so... Uh, we literally went to ATM and, and got what the kids felt like the Lord was saying. And we went back. And as we're there, we uh, went back to her and said, hey, listen, I know this sounds crazy, but 
when, I, when we came through, we just felt like the Lord said that he loves you and he sees what you're going through and he cares for you. And we just kind of handed her and she jumps over. I mean, she, she literally jumps over the counter, jumps over the counter. I got to give you a hug. Gives us a big hug and, and tells she, us. She told us, she said, y'all don't know. She said, I was back in that back room just a few minutes ago crying and telling God, God, you've got to help me. You know where I'm at right now. I'm so frustrated because she had had someone steal about $800 from her, and she was so upset about it and didn't know what to do. She said, and then here you are in front of me, you know, blessing me with money, and I just, wow, God really answers prayers. And it made a difference in her life. We were just the messengers. Just, and I wish, and, That's you know, it. And here's the crazy thing. I, we, we wish, we talk about this all the time, I, we, we wish we live our life like that every single day. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't because we let the distractions come in the way. We allow selfishness come in the way. But when we live that way, we feel life. You know, and the, here's the crazy thing. We're coming back from vacation. We're driving back from the beach. And I asked the kids, hey, kids, what was your favorite part of the vacation? And what did they say? That. They said, when we ministered to that lady, it brought us life. So here's three reasons I want to give you that hearing God is more important than what we think. Okay? Here's the reasons why. Number one, point A, is hearing God proves that we are in his family. It proves that we are in his family. Listen to what John 10, 27 says. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. John 8, 47 says, anyone who belongs to God listen gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will listen to me and you will follow me. Now, I have a lot of people that will ask a lot of times, you know, how do I know that I'm going to heaven? How, you know, how do I know that I'm saved? And a lot, of, a lot of what they're asking is, I just want to, you know, did I do everything right? And I just want, I share this with them. God is more interested in a living, breathing, walking relationship with you, being part of his family, than he is in a one-time prayer. Does that make sense? A lot of times, if we just say a prayer, we just do, hey, we check that off a mark, we're not going to... It's not about that. It's about asking Jesus into your heart so that you can have a living, breathing relationship with him. Where he talks to you, you talk to him, you trust him. And once again, hearing God's voice is life-giving. It it's is. Not, there's this misnomer in the church that, you know, if to follow God and to be obedient, <laughs> he's going to slap my hand, he's going to squash all my fun, and I'm just, you know, going to turn out to be this boring person. And it's not true. Hearing his voice is life-giving. It is ex- it's the most exciting adventure we can go on. And it's available to all of us. Yes. It's available to all of us. Most of us think, I'm just getting off notes here for a second, okay? Most of us think, or I used to believe, that I wasn't good enough to hear God. That I didn't know enough to hear God. That, you know, I knew all the thoughts that I had done, everything I had said, all my actions throughout the day or throughout the week. And if I know how bad I've been, and I know that God knows all those things, then why in the world would he want to come talk to me? And I didn't realize the reason he wants to talk to me is because I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when he sees me and he talks to me, he sees me perfect and blameless in his presence. Because he sees Jesus when he looks at me. Because I've accepted him and I believed what he's done in my life. That's why I have the ability to hear God's voice. That's the reason you have the ability to hear God's voice. Point two, or or, or point B is this. Hearing God leads us down the best path for our life. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. 
They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. That scripture says this, he knows his plans for you. They're his plans, they're for you, he knows them, and he's not trying to hide them. He's not. Psalms 32, 8 says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. And Psalms 119 says, the word is a, your word is a lamp to guide my feet into light and a light for my path. Now, Shelly, this morning you led worship here in Prattville. And uh, that's what you do. I mean, that's God's, you believe it's God's plan and desire for your life. But the truth is, that wasn't always, you had a different plan. Oh, I had a different plan. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to be Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I really did. And I, could, I used to be able to impersonate her. Mm-mm, we don't have time for that. Oh, yeah. Hey, happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday to whoever. And that was, and that was it. on video. Yeah, that was on video. So, but yeah, so my plan was to be Raven McIntyre. My mom always told me, one of these days you're going to be singing in church for the Lord. And I was like, you are crazy crazy. All those people are fake and they cry all the time. And I'm like, now I'm crying all the time in church and singing to the Lord because he really got a hold of my heart. I went through a season as a teenager where I was just extremely lonely and I spent hours in my room on the keyboard and really getting into God's word because you can either run from God or you can run away from him. Started going through Psalms, started seeing David's heart on the page, started seeing his anxiety, started seeing his fear, started seeing his depression and going, oh my gosh, I can relate to this guy. And God just grabbed hold of my heart and was like, you're not alone. I love you. I'll protect you. I'm for you. And so when that happened, um, I started, you know, singing about him and doors began to open and God guided me. And I was like, well, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And God's guided us in lots of different areas of our life. I mean, he's guided us to to adopt our daughter. He's guided us to move here. I mean, there's different ways and a lot of different ways that God has guided us to the life, but it's true. He knows the best plans for our life if we will listen and follow him. Here's the third reason why hearing God is more important than what we think. Hearing God protects us from harm, mistakes, and errors. Proverbs 3, 6 in the message says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Psalms 32, 8 says, I will advise, this is what God's speaking, says, I will advise you and watch over you. Shelly, has there ever been a time in your life where God has has protected you or or, or, kept you on the right track? Yeah, um, I had been going through in a season where someone had been talking about me to other people and it was, it was really frustrating, and the relationship was just very strained, and it was awful. And I was beginning to get really ticked off about it and bitter. You know, bitterness starts growing in your heart. You don't even realize it. And I was driving down the road one day. I would love to tell you that I was just, you know, singing a song somewhere, but I was driving. And um, out of the blue, I, I passed where this person worked, and the Lord said, you know that they like this particular food item. Um, I want you to go to the store and buy that and go take it to them at work. I was like, God. And I knew that wasn't my voice because I don't think that way. I mean, I'd rather punch him in the face, you know, or like go get revenge. But, you know, it was kindness and it was love. So it couldn't have been the devil and it couldn't have been me. 
So I did it. <laughs> Just being real. So I did it, and I drove to this person's work, and I walked in, and I said, hey, I just want you to know um, you were on my mind today, and I just just wanted to bless you. You know, here you go. And they um, just lit up and just said, wow, thank you so much. And I went back to my car, and I left. You know, there wasn't some big apology or anything else. It was simply an act of obedience, and it was me letting go. It was me surrendering and saying, God, I trust you. Lord, you will take care of that, and I'm just going to be obedient. Yeah, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. There was a time that the Lord had, had, had kept me in, from being in error. Uh, growing up in the church, I'd always heard about tithing, always heard about giving to the Lord. Um, had always heard, I mean, even my dad had, at a young age had taught me the importance of that. But the truth is, even though I had heard that from them, there was still a belief in my heart that, by golly, I had worked really hard for this money. This money's mine. The church doesn't need it. That was my belief. I thought, why, why does God, God need my money? And the truth is, is when I was about, I don't know, in my early 20s, I remember reading God's word, and I came across the scripture that says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And it was as the Lord came down from heaven and spoke to me, and, and he said this. It says, giving and where your money is is a reflection of where your heart is. Yeah. And just as God doesn't need my praises, God doesn't need my worship, he doesn't. He's given me praise and he's given me worship for me. It helps me keep my focus and attention on what's important. The same way he's given, as believers, he's given tithe to the church. Because it reminds us that everything that we have in this life has come from him. And it is a reflection of where our priorities are at. See, I give to God. I don't know if we give to an institution or organization. I give to God. It's his. It belongs to him. And that was a truth in my life that he corrected to put me back in the right way. And can I tell you, it's the most joyful thing I do. It really is. And so that's the way he does that. Here's point three on your outline. We're not going to hear God unless we really, really want to hear God. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. God's responsibility is to speak, which he's doing. Our responsibility is to seek. That's our responsibility. Okay. Hebrews 11.6 says this, It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God rewards us with himself, Mm -hmm. with his presence, with his word, with his guidance, with his protection. That's what God rewards us when we diligently seek him. Shelly, you love to hear God. You love to respond to it. When do you hear God the most in your life? When I'm the least distracted, um, you know, a lot of times we can fill our lives with good things, not necessarily sinful things, but if we're not, if we don't have a hunger for God, <clears throat> excuse me, then we need to, we need to look back and say, well, what am I feeding myself? Maybe I'm filling my, that void that was created for only him. Maybe I'm filling that with a bunch of other things. Um, you know, whenever I eat a bunch of carbs, I crave carbs. When I begin to eat healthy food, I begin to crave healthy food. And when the, it relates to the Word of God, whenever I'm in His Word and I'm reading it and consuming it, and listen, 
Sometimes I don't remember what I read. I heard a pastor say one time, I don't remember what I ate on Friday. It still nourished me. Yeah. And that's the way it is with the Word of God. Sometimes we're reading it, and it may not be sticking, and we may not walk away from that time remembering, but it's still feeding us. Yeah, this is, that goes great to our life application. The only life application I've put on this outline is this. The primary way we recognize God's voice is through the Bible. We need to read God's Word. Okay? Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. God's Word is alive. It's not just a history book. Okay? It's a book of life. It's breathed upon. It's His. Uh, Second Timothy says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's Word is not the only way that God speaks. Okay? God, God is God, and He can speak any way He wants to. By golly, in His Word, He spoke through a donkey one time. Okay? Mm-hmm. God can speak any way he wants to. He's God. He speaks through uh, circumstances. He speaks through a still small voice, through the Holy Spirit. He speaks through um, other people. But he speaks through his word. And when I'm in God's word, it's amazing the other ways that God will speak to me. You know why? Because if I'm faithful with what I know that he's spoken, he can trust me with more. If I'm, when I'm in God's word, like when, Shelly, when God corrected you about going to that person and, and being kind to them, even though they were being really ugly to you, you didn't read that in God's word. No, there wasn't a, a chapter and verse for that particular situation. But because I've spent enough time reading, I know his character and his nature and his values. And that's what the word of God does is it reveals God's values. You know, I don't have to go ask my parents about certain situations because I spent years listening to them. I know what they value. There are some things I know what they would say. I know their opinion. And it's the same way with the Word of God. It's the foundation. And when we consume it and read it, then we know what He values and it just becomes second nature. Yeah. So I I just want you to understand, God's Word is powerful. It brings life. It's what we were created for. We weren't created to just do a bunch of religious good services. We were created, and he brought us into his family to have relationship with us, to show us our, his plans for us, to protect us when we were era, to, um, golly, just to love us. It is. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your voice. I thank you so much, Lord God, that you want to speak to us. As flawed as I am, as undeserving as I am, you want to speak to me. Because I belong to your family. Because you love me. And Lord, you, Lord, it's just it's amazing. Father, I pray today, Lord, that we'll be challenged, Lord, to seek you with all of our heart. To seek you, to pursue you, to ask you, Lord about every situation, to look for your voice in everything that we do, Lord, I pray that you would help us recognize and follow your voice and build a strong and mighty relationship with you. We pray those things in Jesus' name. Amen.